What has to be broken before you can use it? Welcome everybody to Starting Sustainability. I'm your host, Kaylin Chenoweth. This is episode 49. Today we're going to do a review of how to have a green Halloween. First, let's review what the sustainers have been doing. This past week, Faith signed up for a local food box program. Jessica had a friend who asked for leftover paint. And she got a whole bunch from a Buy Nothing group. She took that paint and she painted very fun and colorful designs on each post of her fence in her backyard. What a great way to brighten up their yard. It looks beautiful. There's a nice picture on the Facebook group. I actually went out to eat with my parents to celebrate my birthday and my mom's birthday. Happy belated birthday, mom. And the restaurant we went to had a trash can out in front of it that had a label on the side that boasted how it was made from 670 reclaimed milk jugs. That's how they made the trash can. I thought that was kind of cool. Tori says, It isn't something I did this week, but I've reached five years of not buying any Tupperware. We've been reusing food containers from takeout or that our grocery shopping was packed in. Heck yeah, I'm on the same boat. I don't know how many years, but we definitely do that too. Jessica says, I made reusable cotton rounds and set up a recycling system at my boyfriend's house. Jessica, that is awesome. I have tried making cotton rounds and mine turned into cotton squares because that was just easier for me to sew. But I love them and they're amazing. These are just examples of simple actions that your fellow sustainers are doing. And if you're not already doing these things, they are very easy and simple and you can start. Time to catch up with Kaylin. What have I been doing this past week? The Here We Grow Again sale was this past week. This time I signed up to be a consigner. So basically, I spent the past week going through my house and purging items I no longer wanted or needed like excess kids clothes, toys, maternity clothes, bottles, pacifiers, stuffed animals, etc. Myself and hundreds of other moms in the area did this this past week. Then we all showed up between Sunday night and all day Monday putting out stuff to sell. They do have a specific system. You have to enter the items into the computer system, print tags, tag your items. You can rent a tagging gun for the plastic stick-through piece of the tag. I'd just use safety pins and then put your items in the designated areas. Clothing, feeding supplies, toys, large items like high chairs, cribs, bedding, pack and plays, bouncers, strollers, etc. As a consigner, you get first dibs. So on Wednesday night, I went shopping and got my kids much-needed winter boots, coats, snow pants, hats, gloves, and even Halloween costumes. I also got to shop for my pregnant co-worker, which was a great feeling. I got to shop for her. I made sure to purchase reused items, and I got to spend somebody else's money, which is the ultimate shopping experience. And I topped it all off with my own reusable bags. So I was feeling pretty good. For the rest of the sale, the sale is Wednesday through Saturday. I basically got to sit back and watch my management account to see which items were selling and how much money I was making. It was a lot of work to go through that process, but also so much fun to check each day to see what items were selling, knowing that they did not go to a landfill 
that they went to a new home to serve another child. That was so sweet. All items that are unsold at the end of the sale can either be returned to the seller or donated to charity. Most of mine are going to be going to charity. But I did pretty good. I would say I sold 75% of my items, which is awesome. You know what else I learned? The Here We Grow Again sale is not just offered in Indianapolis. It is also offered in Kansas, the Kansas City, Prairie Village, Bonner Springs, both Overland Park and Topeka areas, Missouri, which would be Liberty, and then it says Northland, which is Parkville, Gladstone, North Kansas City, and Southland area, which is Belton, Grandview, Lee Summit, and Raymore. And it's also offered in Texas, in San Antonio. Guess what else? Here We Grow Again is a franchise. So if it's not in your area and you want to bring one to your area, you can start looking into owning your own franchise. It's perfect for stay-at-home moms who need a little bit extra income. Because you really only have to work hard for probably about a month out of the year. Now I'd like to transition to our sustainable topic for the day, which is, <laughs> which, which is Halloween. A safe, clean, and green Halloween. This is going to sound pretty familiar compared to last year's Halloween episode, but it never hurts to brush up on old information and get a refresher. Basically, there are a few key things to keep in mind for Halloween. Decorations, costumes, and candy. Yep, that pretty much covers Halloween. Except this year, we also have COVID to worry about. Some places are canceling Halloween, and others are figuring out how to do it, keeping social distancing in mind. Last year, we had strong winds and snow during Halloween. I decided we were only doing indoor things for 2020, like going to a nursing home and going down the hallways room to room. It's a lot less walking for little kids, it's warm, and the residents love visitors and seeing all the costumes and passing out candy. That was my plan for this year, but not anymore, thank you, Corona. So I guess we will just bundle up tightly, keep masks on our faces, and go through the neighborhood. Many families plan to make goodie bags and leave them on the doorstep for kids to come up and collect. I think that is what we will do. By this point in 2020, I've learned not to really make plans <laughs> because they just keep changing. <laughs> so we will be indecisive up until Halloween day. For now, let's just focus on the main components of Halloween and each person can decide what they will or won't do this year. First up, decorations. Let's face it, kids are going to knock on your door for candy no matter if you have the best decorations in town or none at all. Challenge yourself to not purchase any new decorations. It's going to help save you money, prevent waste, and now you get to save time because you don't have to go to the store. Use what you already have on hand from last year. Or purchase some used items from Goodwill, garage sales, or Facebook Marketplace. Also keep in mind, Pinterest has thousands of ideas on how you can make your own decorations using items you already have in your house. Another sustainable thought is to decorate with pumpkins, squash, gourds, colorful fallen leaves. My trick, leave your porch light on for a few nights in a row and let the real spiders spin their webs. Instead of carving pumpkins, you can paint them or draw designs on them. And that way after Halloween, the pumpkin is still good and now you can cook it and eat it. Are you not a pumpkin spice latte person? Not all pumpkin recipes have to be sweet desserts. There are some very savory ones that I'm quite a fan of. I like to cut it up and roast it in the oven and mix it with other veggies and cool it down and add it to a salad. To me, a really good one is make quinoa, 
cool it down, add in feta and all other roasted vegetables with your pumpkin, and then put a little bit of dressing on top. So simple and delicious. Costumes. Again, try not to purchase anything brand new. Reuse old costumes, do a costume swap with friends and family, or look for secondhand items. Also, you can make your own costume. This might take a little creativity. If you lack in that department, check out the internet. It'll give you tons of easy do-it-yourself ideas. This year, I got two monkey costumes from the Here We Grow Again sale. So my boys are going to be monkeys, and my husband and I are going to dress up as zookeepers. Treats. It's trick or treats. This one is very difficult. It is challenging to find candy that is zero waste. And due to COVID, homemade candies are not going to be well received. So let's talk about alternative reduced waste options. I put it out on my Facebook group and they came forward and really helped me out. First up, a lady bought 100 reusable straws that came with cleaning brushes and she's going to pass those out along with instructions on how to use and clean them. That is a great idea. Next, someone suggested pencils and erasers. The kids are going to need them for school and who hasn't had an eraser collection that's like the thing to do in school? Last, Go for the candy that comes in paper packaging like Pixie Sticks, Milk Duds, or Nerds, or foil-wrapped chocolates like Dove Promises or Hershey Kisses. Of course, once it leaves your house, you're not in control of how it is disposed, and we really just hope it makes it to the recycling bin. It might still come in a giant plastic bag, but again, we're going to have to adjust our focus to reduced waste instead of zero waste. Other ideas for treats include bookmarks, barrettes, matchbox cars, coins, juice boxes, canned drinks like tea or lemonade, or even cookie cutters. But really try to avoid cheap plastic toys and aim for minimal packaging. I do know a lot of places are doing trunk or treat. This is where you park your cars in a parking lot, open up the trunk, and decorate the car trunk and have candy in the trunk. Kids go from car to car to collect the candy. It's nice because there's a lot less walking compared to going up and down the neighborhood streets, and it's usually through an organization, so you know the people there. You can do it with your church, Girl Scout troop, Boy Scout troop, various clubs, or even just a group of friends. You can also put a limit on the amount of people invited to the trunk or treat. This is helpful in times of COVID. Treats are in the trunk, and they're for much easier to do social distancing. If you are participating as a car with treats, and this is a small group where you know all the families, then I would think it would be okay to make homemade treats and package them however you would like. Little reusable cloth baggies, or wrapped in wax paper, or in a small reusable Tupperware container, like the kind that lunch meat comes in. Or even little glass jars, like baby food jars. If you're able to find a bulk food place with bulk candy, most kind of have been closed down because of COVID, but if you can still find one, then you can purchase bulk candy and sort it into individual reusable containers yourself to pass out. There is still time before Halloween gets here. I was on top of it this year. I think last year this episode came out the week of Halloween. So I've tried my best and I think I'm succeeding to get out a few weeks early. So there is time. If you have additional ideas, let me know and I'll gladly share them with the listeners on the next few episodes. Oh, there were some other ideas, and they included reusable buckets, bags, or pillowcases to collect the candy in. Also, make sure you purchase locally grown pumpkins. You want to support the local farmer and reduce carbon emissions for shipping pumpkins. Try to walk 
ride bikes, or even carpool when it comes to trick-or-treating. And if you have to carve your pumpkin, that's okay. At the end, when it gets all saggy and nasty and it's unedible, just be sure to compost them. Again, I am going to put my dietitian hat on. I want to remind everybody of the Teal Pumpkin Project, if you're unfamiliar with this. Houses that are serving non-food treat items will put a teal pumpkin out front because this means that children with food allergies, it's a symbol to them to know which house they can go to. And they don't have to be afraid of receiving any food with nuts or milk or soy or whatever their allergy may be. Keep up the good work, sustainers. I hope to hear some feedback on the Facebook group, especially when it comes to different Halloween treats. Our Facebook group is called Starting Sustainability. If you're not comfortable sharing your ideas there, you're more than welcome to email me directly at kaylin, K-A-Y-L-I-N, at startingsustainability.com. I just realized that my mic was off and that this whole recording has been going through the microphone on my laptop. And I'm over here with my mouth very close up to this brand new expensive mic and my laptop is far away. So that's probably why you are going to hear a difference between everything I've set up until now and everything going forward. So I apologize that you will now have to probably adjust the volume knob in your car or on your phone device or however you're listening to this podcast. I have a correction to make. I want you to know that October is National Seafood Month. I think when I was talking with Amanda in episode 46 about sustainable animal meat choices. I said it was November and I was wrong. It's October (laughs) and it currently is October. So it's important to point it out right now. If you want to eat fish and do it in a sustainable way, check out the Monterey Bay Seafood Watch program. Their website is seafoodwatch.org and they also have an app. So that's probably a little bit easier if you want to do it on your phone. They have articles on there that will discuss things like ocean issues and the impacts of wild-caught seafood, and what you can do as a consumer to make ocean-friendly choices when you eat seafood. They even have sustainable recipes, so I, of course, checked those out. And these are some of the ones that stood out to me. They have broiled sockeye salmon with citrus glaze, Dungeness crab ravioli in fragrant bouillon, halibut veracruzana, and they even have recipes for clams, mussels, and squid, too. There are many, many options out there. As a dietitian, I want to encourage you to eat seafood as a lean, healthful protein source. If you're not vegan or vegetarian, then that would be a good option. But we want to make sure that we're doing it the right way and doing it the sustainable way. The next time you're at the grocery store and you decide to pick up some seafood, you can open up the little Seafood Watch program app and Take a look and it will let you know which brands and which companies are doing it the right way, the sustainable way, which ones are being supportive of our oceans. That was episode 49. If you want more information, go to www.startingsustainability.com slash episode 49. I hope everybody has a wonderful rest of their week and continues to stay sustainable. Here's my little teaser for next week. It's episode 50, and I have something really fun planned. Please be sure to stay tuned and check it out.